Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Expedition Exit Experience, or Triple E for short, even though I never use the short part. I am your host, host Chelsea, also known as Crispy on the internet, and with me today is the seventh place finisher, I have to check it every single time, we have the eliminated Rob, with two Bs. Yeah, I tried to do some bro thing here, but I couldn't sell it over voice. <laughs> I'll tell you what, seeing you have to do like a bro stick was great. I loved it. Uh, yeah, that was not my normal way to go, that's for sure. And then also with us, and we'll see how around he is today, but we have Tester Nick. Hello, I am still doing these. And that is not the same recording that I am playing over and over. That is him saying it the exact same way every time. Exactly. I promise. But but welcome, Rob, again. It was a shame to see you gone. And, I mean, seventh place, it's, considering probably where you thought you were coming into the merge, that's pretty good. I gotta say. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with how it all went down. I don't really have very many regrets about it. Yeah, and I guess we were talking a little bit before about maybe a good place to start out for you. And I feel like the best place to start is probably where it ended. So when you got eliminated, do you feel like... It was maybe a little bit too soon. Do you think they pulled the trigger a bit too early? Or do you feel like it was probably a good timing? Uh, it's hard to answer that without knowing how the rest of the season is going to shake down. Because I think the results that people get from that decision will do a lot to like help us judge whether it was a good or bad decision. I'd be inclined to say it was not the right move, but I'm also biased because I'm the one on the jury, right? Right, of course. Well, why do you think it wasn't? Like, what would uh, insinuate that they got you out too early? So, the whole time, like, after the merge, I was trying to build up this whole, like, singles club alliance. I was the only single going into the merge. It started with Eliza after Jacqueline got voted out. And the idea was, eventually, like, the people who were losing their partners could grab a majority in the endgame and kind of work their way towards the finale from there. So I had put a lot of time into trying to get Eliza on my side. And when it came down to me getting voted out, like she was the vote that I needed to flip. And I spent a long time trying to convince her that Michelle was the way to go that round. And if she couldn't pull the trigger. If she had been able to flip, Gavin and Don would have changed their votes to vote with me to get Michelle out at that point. But once she wasn't there, I told them to like, okay, go ahead and vote me out. Get that on your record. Vote with the majority and I'll go out here. Okay, so you basically gave them, like, your blessing, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, loyalty votes are cute and all, but I'm sort of like, if you know somebody's going, just write the parchment. Like, send them out. Get the credit. I mean, like I said in the, the recent challenge that we did, you were actually the very first unanimous boot in the merge. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's kind of cool. Uh, I guess? Yeah, they all wanted me out. I'll celebrate that. And I feel like the the biggest question that the veal has been asking for, like, that we've all been asking, I should say, for, like, weeks at this point, I feel, even though it probably hasn't been that long in actuality. You Papa won Bear? HOH. Yeah. You nominated Papa Bear after a backdoor. Okay. So, Why? yeah. I, fig I figured there would have to be a lot of explanation for that move. And yeah. I don't think, looking at how the votes went down, that it was the best decision. But in the space I was at Final Nine, it felt like the percentage play. So I'd been working on this alliance with Eliza, right? Right. Yeah, you guys, after Jacko got eliminated, you were basically building a bit of a, a rapport, I guess, to try to bond his singles. 
Yeah, and we we did some concrete things to make that work. Like at Final Ten when Michaela went out, I know Michaela's side was going to put my name down, but Eliza tried to shut that down, and I would have done the same for her had her name come up on my side. Like there were some concrete things that had happened to like build that up to that point. And then I get HOH, mainly because it was a challenge that I didn't want to like not do. I feel like I feel like most of the time in an org like challenges are not in my wheelhouse so if one comes up that i know i can beat i'm gonna like go for it right but anyway um so at that point right i'm working on eliza i'm not gonna throw up eliza even though some people on my side are telling me that's one of the moves to consider i've got desi and i've got uh wow i'm blanking on names i've played too many of these that reps are like like filtering (laughs) out of my brain it was desi and figgy right because figgy had just kind of disappeared for a little bit after the whole Michaela thing. So those were the easy nominations to go for. And at that point, I'm hearing a lot of things about Papa Bear. I'm hearing that Michelle thought he was on his side. I'm hearing that he has been involved in a lot of drama with what idols going every which way and all that kind of thing. And normally when I get out in an org, it's somebody who is able to maintain a lot of really strong social connections and kind of ride the fence a little bit. Like say, I'll vote with you or I'll vote with you and then make the decision when it comes down to game time. And if anybody here felt like they were in that position, that was Papa Bear. I hadn't promised Papa Bear to go to any particular time. Like there wasn't a deal saying we get to final seven and then it's hands off or whatever. And it felt like that was the move to build goodwill with the people I was trying to work up to working with once we got down to in-game and also take out a social threat while I'm doing it. Okay. And for what it's worth, the like trying to get in the good graces of people you want to work with later on in the game, that's kind of how the VL saw it for the most part as far as like, okay, well, sure, Papa Bear's in his alliance. It's a little bit weird. But at the same time, I guess if he's trying to break away from that, then there are theoretically worse things that could be going on. Yeah, and like, I get that Papa Bear probably wouldn't have turned on me in the immediate future. Mm-hmm. Like, looking back now, I understand that, that I might have been, like, playing up the threat that that would pose to me more so than it actually was. Right. And again, to be fair to you, you were in the game, you could have a totally different perspective of what's going on. Yeah. And especially SHOH, people were going to you about putting up Papa Bear, right? Like, it's not like you were the only person who with that idea. Well, Michelle was coming up and telling me it's got to be Don and Papa Bear. Mm-hmm. And I knew that wasn't going to happen because I knew yeah, I that's was, a little bit too blatant. <laughs> yeah, I was closer to Don than I was to Papa Bear. We had had the whole like being on the first tribe, the weird praying emoji thing that kept happening. Like, right. I had much more of a relationship than I did with Papa Bear. And even though Papa Bear and I were like, we were leveling with each other. Like I enjoyed talking to him. We were forming a relationship. It still felt like that was the place to cut it so that I could get to this like final seven point that I was envisioning. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, to be fair, you made it. And then yeah, after Papa Bear left, what was your, I guess, do you have a long-term goal as far as who you wanted to vote out and like a bit of a plan as far as navigating your way to the end? Yeah, sort of. I had a talk with Eliza about taking out Michelle and then flipping on Dawn. Dawn had the crazy idol play early on. She was in the conversation for all the moves that were being made. She's the kind of player who, if she sits at Final Tribal Council, she has a great resume. 
And even the people who didn't work with her can probably respect that and she can pull votes. So Michelle and Don were kind of like these two high profile threats at the end that I was trying to get Michelle or sorry, not Michelle, Eliza and Figgy. Once she started appearing back on Slack, I was trying to get them to like want to take those people out and then cut like first three singles going to the end. Okay. Which I mean, again, that's fair. And I guess once the live round happened, no one would vote Michelle. So the, the live round happened and I suddenly started hearing two names very loudly on either side. Gavin and Chris were going for Eliza. Figgy and Eliza were going for Chris. And I didn't want to vote out Chris at that point because I had made the final three with Gavin and Chris. That was something that I wanted to keep intact as long as I could. But with Gavin and Chris going for Eliza, that put me in a really tight spot because I had these two people that I wanted to work with and both their names were coming up. And Don and I were talking about that because Don and I both liked both of those people. And Don straight up said to me, if they were voting for Michelle, I would go to rocks. So while all the live round was going on, I tried to come back to Gavin and Chris and be like, look, if you guys vote for Eliza, Chris is going home. There's nothing that I can do to stop it because Don will flip. But if you can change that vote to Michelle, there's a chance that we can push this to rocks and kind of scrape through this a little bit better. And when I did that, Chris immediately ran back to Michelle and told her that. So at that point, I was like... Oh, it was Chris who told her. Okay. Yeah, it was Chris who was relaying that info. I mean, Gavin might have, but Chris was the only one that I for sure heard about. Yeah. So at that point, I was like, well, this is not going to work. I got to just jump on the Chris and try to save it after everything settles down. All right. And then, of course, tries to settle down. Final seven happens. Chris has to go. Final seven happens. And then now we're caught up, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess now, right after you go, Desi goes in a rock draw. So... Do you feel like it was a? Do you feel like, like had you still been in the game, someone could have used you to prevent rocks in the first place from even happening? That's really hard to say because I feel like a lot of things moved at final six. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting the two names showing up on parchments right there to be Dawn and Eliza. Right. Like I would have thought that would have been a more unified decision as people are trying to work towards whatever is going to take them to the end. I don't know who voted with who on that. My guess would be that Figgy, Gavin, and Don were the votes on Eliza, and then Eliza, Desi, and Michelle were the votes on Don. But I'm also not sure, like, why are Michelle and Desi in that situation going to rocks when they have a 66% chance of one of them going home? Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of a tricky situation for me to analyze, not having been in those conversations. Right. Well, I mean, even just looking at it from an uh, objective standpoint, like, why do you think they would have taken that six? Because 66%, like, that's a pretty big percentage, obviously. Yeah. So there had to have been some reason that they did that. And it wasn't just because Eliza sent them a good meme or something on Slack. (laughs) I mean, stranger things have happened. I mean, maybe Michelle is looking at Desi as, like, everybody thinks I'm going to take Desi to the end because Desi hasn't been as active, so I can easily get the votes that she would not get. So maybe she's thinking, like, if Desi ends up going in the rock draw here, it doesn't, it's not totally bad for me because I still have people who are going to work with me and I've got a fair shot at getting to the end without that threat hanging over people's head. But again, I'm not totally sure. I feel like there were a lot of conversations happening that I was not privy to leading up to that final six. What with, like, who was going to work with each other between Gavin and Don and the rest of the girls. But, yeah, that's about all I got on that. Okay. I mean, that's fair. 
I know Matt and I were talking a little bit before we started the podcast, and one of the questions that he had wanted to ask, because I think he might be a little bit out of it at the moment, was... Hang on, I can ask. Okay, go for it. I guess, like, my question was, kind of entering the merge um, as the lone single, I feel like, would already be a tough situation as is, but then on top of it, you kind of entered the merge as the lone single following two votes where you were kind of intentionally left out of those votes. So I guess just kind of, like... Yeah. like what was the mindset there and um maybe talk about how you like felt like you had to overcome and obviously winning immunity that first round definitely helped but maybe just um what was the mindset going into the merge and kind of what was your plan having been left out of those two votes beforehand that was um it was coming at a really busy time for me with like work schedule and things like that so already i was kind of stressed out and then like immediately after ron got voted out I had two super weird conversations, one with Jacqueline, one with Michaela. Michaela came and she straight up told me Heidi had leaked that she had the double vote and that people were speculating that I also had one. And that was like, not only am I the only single with five pairs here, but also people think that I have this item, which is another like reason why they would send me out at that point, right? Because you a double vote's not going to do anything if you're ten to one. That's not going to save you in that situation. Um, so I kind of like at that point I was just like I got to see what sticks. I got to see if anybody is going to let me into a plan that will get me out of this situation. So I kind of went around to everybody. I threw Jacqueline and Michaela under the bus a little bit because our conversations weren't the friendliest, and I wasn't doing it out of a spirit of like oh, these people are terrible and I'm going to come shit talk them to everybody I know. But more like, this is the information that I have to play with and I'm going to put that out there and if you can meet me with some more information, maybe we can get something going. So like, I was going around to just about everybody at that merge vote saying, look, I'm a number. I don't have any alliances. I don't have a solid plan. If you include me in something, I can be a number to make your vote happen. And that's what Don ended up doing. Like I wasn't part of the idle discussion at all. But at the very last minute, Don came to me and said, vote Jacqueline. And I was like, well, okay, I've already been doing that. Might as well. And then the idle- (laughs) time's a charm. Yeah, idle play happened. And then Jacqueline was gone. And suddenly I've got a five. And I can work with a five, especially when there's another five on the other side. I don't know if that was quite the answer you were looking for, but- I mean, I feel like that's pretty good. Yeah, I think that definitely gets into where your mindset was. And then like- there was just some weird social things happening at that time. Like Jacqueline and I, looking back, I think we kept misinterpreting what the other person was saying, which led to an already rocky relationship getting worse. Like there was this one conversation we had early on where she came into it trying to like settle like things, you know, like figure out where we can go. And I read a little bit more hostility into that than I think was there. So I responded a little bit more on edge and that kind of blew up. And then there was the whole business with Michaela. Like, I'm still not quite sure what to make of that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I think pre-merge, you had Michaela as basically like you're the top person on that show can it try, yeah. right? And I was that was totally genuine for me. It happened like right after we swapped into the three tribes. And Michaela and I had already been having conversations like this original tribe is really quiet. 
people are not around very much. There's not like a big chat that has been made from the people in the majority, even though there is a clear five that is kind of more in the know than the other four. So we were kind of skeeved out by that and wondering if we were on the outs of whatever people were doing. I think I told her it was going to be like the bro sis alliance because I had the bro thing right and we were arguing like mm-hmm. we were brother and sister and that was cute and adorable and all the viewers would have loved that. So we had like, we'd spent a lot of time establishing that rapport. And then when she came to me and told me the stuff about Heidi and the double vote, I went and immediately like owned up to the double vote. And I think at that point there were some conversations that were happening where people were like, Michaela, did you tell him about the double vote? Because what she had presented to me was that the whole other tribe knew about that double vote. So I didn't feel like I was like calling out Michaela as the source of that info. But later I learned it wasn't like a Heidi posting in public kind of situation. It was more of a like one person whispering to another person. And I think that opened her up to some more heat than I thought I was opening her up to. So that wasn't Okay, great. and that resulted in a bit of a, a rocky relationship after that. Yeah. Like, oh, did you rat me out or, or whatnot? Which wasn't wasn't my intention to do, but I might have indirectly done that. Right. And the double vote's really interesting, especially because so you win immunity. And I remember you messaging me on Slack before you won immunity saying that you wanted to to burn the vote basically in front of everybody at the discussion thread. So that way you, you could become less of a target as a result of it. Yeah, like uh, the whole like line I was selling people was like, like I'm hopping into this merge with no partner no advantage, nothing but my word, whatever I promised you is going to be good. And burning the vote played into that more than I think if I would have kept it in my pocket. And then people would have been kept being like, well, wait, what if Rob still has the double vote? Because then you get into situations where the numbers are smaller and that double vote could make a big difference. And they would might want to like nip that in the bud before it got there. Right. Well, it's not even when the numbers got smaller. The very next round, you guys tied. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you had a double vote, you could just use. It. I mean, granted, it worked out for you, obviously, because Michelle still left. Uh, Michaela still left, but it was a bit rockier than it could have been. It was. I mean, at that point, like I was still talking with Eliza, so I had an idea that I was not going to be the name coming up on the vote, and we had picked to put the votes on Michaela to put Michelle and Desi in the spot of where they could flip or go for the rock drop knowing that that would risk tearing up a partnership like they'd have together they had higher odds of drawing the purple rock than anybody did as an individual right so i still felt pretty okay about how that went on even if it was a little like white knuckle as we were getting up to the deadline uh-huh. but like the double vote definitely would have helped at seven when i got voted out that too well again it's just interesting only because i i totally understand the mindset as far as just wanting to get rid of that advantage so that way people don't target you like even jacqueline said that she thinks one of the reasons why she got targeted was because she had a nullifier whether or not that actually was the case that's for whoever that's for i guess dawn to tell us but but what was interesting to me is that you burned it after after winning immunity so you're already safe yeah and i think like that made me feel better about the decision a little bit like i wasn't gonna throw it in the fire and then immediately get 10 votes like I, I knew that, yeah. that wouldn't happen, but I also knew I wasn't going to win immunity every round. And maybe if I had more confidence in my ability to like create a little bit of a network and get myself farther along, like if I had a clearer picture that pairs were going to start to get broken up one by one, I might have held on to it. But still, I'm not so sure about that. Right. I mean, you, you couldn't have had the foresight to know that going into the merge, there's going to be you know five pairs and then just you. 
And then yeah. after that, yeah. it's going to be essentially one member from every single pair getting eliminated. And then eventually, well, except for Desi, and then you. Yeah. So, which is a very weird way of how it all went down. Yeah, it, it was a strange situation. And I felt like the previous game that I had played, I was also in a similarly strange situation. Like, I know socially, if you put me in a situation where everybody is mingling and you're just trying to make first impressions, I'm not going to win that game. Mm-hmm. Like, I really... This is going to sound really cold and blunt, but, like, I really don't give a shit about the nachos you had for lunch. Like, whatever. Talk to me about something more interesting. And I have to fight through that to make those impressions to get you further on. But when I'm actually, like, talking strategy with people, I can do a lot better because there's this tangible thing to bond with people around. So, like, like I understand why I was in those situations, especially with Rob doing the bro shtick, which was not well-received by a lot of people. Yeah, I was going to ask about that in a little bit. Yeah. Well, that whole thing was, like, the previous game I was in, I got a little bit of flack for not having, quote, enough fun, relatable content, end quote. Okay. And there were, Interesting. Well, and on my tribe. I had somebody who apparently had a lot of fun, relatable content, but I personally did not enjoy talking to them, Mm -hmm. but they had like a very visible public presence, right? They were like making inside jokes in the tribe chats, posting things on the board, that kind of thing. So I was like, okay, maybe I can double down on that a little bit. And the shtick, even if people don't necessarily like the bro character, that's at least more memorable than somebody who doesn't respond. Like, if you have a shtick, people kind of know what they're getting when they deal with you. And that can have mixed results. Like, you might end up on the outs and people are like, I don't know how to bond with you. But it also, like, at some point, the most likable people get voted out for being social threats. So, like, Mm -hmm. I think there's a way to play it and do well. I just might not have figured that out yet. Right. Well, again, I feel like there definitely can be mixed results with that. And I actually, I really liked what you said about how eventually, you know, people who are good at socially get targeted and they get voted out. At Michelle, but she's still there. Never mind. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's, that's a different thing. We'll, yeah. we'll get into that a little bit later, maybe. But with just, you know, being even all right socially, as long as you can get to a certain point, then yeah. a lot of the time you probably can just kind of ride it out. And maybe you're not going to be the, the easy, like if you go to the end, you might lose against a couple people. But, you know, you still have a way to get to the end, and you can just vote out the people who you would listen to. Yeah. So I, re- I respect the way that that can be played. It's just that it doesn't always work out. And, like, I've also been playing orcs for a while now. Mm-hmm. Like, I had my phase of going into a game, and I'm just going to be like, this is me with a different name, and I'm going to try to put all of myself out there. And, right. like, maybe I'm jaded. I don't know. But I'm, like, kind of, like, over it. Like, whatever. If I'm going to play a game, I'm going to find something else to add on to the experience that's going to make it a little bit more enjoyable right well i mean to be fair one of my most memorable experiences with you personally was when we played rnf together and you were penny and you were basically joking about being drunk the whole time essentially oh man that was not a good look and i mean for me like i couldn't bond with you because i was like oh well i don't really because i I didn't really drink at the time even now i whenever i do it doesn't go very well so For me, it's just not I, it's just something I can bond with. But for other people, it did. And obviously, it worked out. Uh, it worked uh, out until we got to the jury vote. Yeah, but that's beside the point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, the, the important part is that, it's it, honestly, it's different strokes for different folks. So 
this just wasn't the cast, I guess, who was going to like the brute uh, stick. But there could have been another cast that would have. And like my previous game, right? I ended up swapping onto a tribe with a coach rep who right. doubled down on being coach. Like we're going on a spirit quest in the Australian Outback, like that whole thing. Right. And he made it pretty decently far with that. Yeah, see, and I would have loved that. Like, being in the game, I would have loved to pair up with that. But I'm sure other people hated it because it was like, oh, what the hell is this guy doing? He's crazy. Yeah, I bonded with that coach pretty well, but other people didn't. And that actual (laughs) weird meta moment there, that actually, like, led to a weird moment between coach and his ally, Eric, who was played by Figgy here, like, that kind of thing. And You don't know. You don't know for sure about Alias. I mean, I don't know I mean, for I sure. I guess it's in the podcast, but I have not listened to the podcast. So I am unspoiled. We'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to like throw that in there. No, it's, it doesn't matter at all. Again, I was talking to to Papa Bear in the last podcast after afterwards. I'm like, oh, you you were talking about a game that you and Don were in, so like I might cut that out. And then he's like, oh, it was pretty funny when in Michaela's interview she just kept saying her actual partner's name the yeah, entire time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I had I literally had no idea. Honestly, halfway through that podcast, I still didn't get it because the player and the character seemed so different to me that I was like, maybe they're saying some weird name that I have not heard before and I just don't know this person. Right. It's it's the beauty of Alias. That's why I love Alias games. Yeah. And you get like weird arcs, like you always beating me in Final Tribal Council, no matter what the reps are. Like things right. like that keep happening. And that's that's funny to me. Mm-hmm. Again, in my cast assessment for you, I said that I thought it'd be a really cute arc if your first win was in a game that I was hosting. Uh, wasn't to be. Alas. But I guess now looking at the cast, who do you think it is meant to be for? Like, who do you think is most likely to end up winning? And if I can just add on to that real quick. I'll go ahead, because I didn't have an answer. Um, like, who do you think is going to win? And then also, who would you like to vote for the most at this point, looking at the five that are left? Yeah, I guess it's a bit of a combo thing where it's like, who do you want to see win? And then also, who do you think is actually going to win? Maybe they're the same, maybe they're not. I mean, my ideal winner here would probably be Michelle. Michelle, like, socially, she was great. Even when we were not working together, we still had a good rapport. She was a major player in a lot of the decisions that were going on. And I like a high-profile winner. Like, I like being able to say, look, I tried to get you voted out. It didn't work, and you ended up winning. Like... That it, it's sort of like in March Madness, right? Like if your team gets knocked out in the first round, you want the team that beat them to go all the way so that it feels like you're part of a better story than you were. Like, I like Dawn a lot. At, t- at the beginning, it was weird because at the very beginning of the game, I was like, this shtick is going to rub people the wrong way. And I said that while my shtick was rubbing people the wrong way. So like there was a little irony there. But by the end of it, I really liked her. And I think she would have a really strong case for winning. Those are the two who have the best shot at getting my vote if they're in the final. Eliza and Figgy and Gavin. Well, Gavin, like, I love Gavin a lot. Like, we bonded quite a bit after the merge, and we were both kind of surprised at how much we enjoyed each other. I feel like he's got the look of having been somebody who didn't make major decisions, and I would love nothing more for him to get to the end and own up and be like, this is why you're wrong. This is why I was a big player here and like earn those votes that way. But I feel like he's got a steeper hill to climb. Mm-hmm. And the same is true a little bit with Figgy and Eliza. I think Eliza's got the edge over Figgy. Eliza has a lot of fans on the jury, even if there are people like Papa Bear who didn't really bond with Eliza that much. Like, I feel like she's got enough fans and she's got enough 
moves to point to that she could make it work, but it's still a harder sell than Michelle and Don. And Figgy, like, there were a couple days after the Michaela thing, and I don't want to judge people for drama because I know, like, we are all human beings and we have emotions, and I cannot dictate how one person is going to experience that. But, like, right after the Michaela thing, our experiences were basically, like, her doing a lot of moping. And I feel like part of it might have been played up, part of it might have been not, I'm not sure. But in that time, I was, like, changing my plans because I had wanted to work with her. So that doesn't feel congruent with, like, her winner narrative to me. But again, she could persuade me easily. Now that Desi's gone, it's a it's a competitive final five. Right. Sorry, Which, to Again, I, as much as I love Desi, that was kind of one of the, the more hype parts about the Rock Tron, how it went. Yeah, like, I, I absolutely... For an episode, I hate that ending, but for a series, I love that ending. Right. Again, to be honest, just think, I, I'm trying to think of it as, like, how it would be edited in an episode. I mean, if, if Desi does drop off, and, like, and she doesn't get edited as much in confessionals and stuff, then yeah, yeah. maybe something's gonna happen. And then, oh, that's why. It's because she was screwed in a rock draw. Damn. Yeah, I mean, th- there's precedent for that. Like, yeah. Right. But... Again, I guess it happens. So out of those people, though, so I guess between, because you, you made it seem like Dawn and Mich- uh, Michelle were like the big two who you wanted to vote for. So do you feel like one of them is the most likely to get to the end? I think one, but not both. And I'm not sure which one that's going to be. Okay. I, I'd lean, if I had to make a gut decision here, I'd lean Michelle. Because I think Michelle has a stronger hold over the like relationships with the less high profile players than Dawn does. Dawn is good. I'm not criticizing Dawn there, but she doesn't have as much of a mist that I think Michelle has. Right. Well, what do you think happens this round? Just looking at the five people left and now Gavin having immunity. Michelle's going to come for Dawn. Dawn's going to come for Michelle. And it's going to come down to the three in the middle to like work out what that looks like. Because I think Dawn and Michelle know they're each other's biggest competition. So now's the time to do that, especially with Eliza having told me she would wait till final five to break up the pair. The pair's already broken up, but the threat status for Michelle is still there. Um, It also depends on how that final six vote went down. Like, I'm still not sure who voted with who. If it was Figgy who was flipping to vote for Eliza, then I think there's a chance of Figgy, Gavin, and Don just taking out Michelle 3-2 right there. But if it was more complicated than what I understand it, then I think it's a messier kind of answer okay i mean we'll be finding out in the next you know 24 ish hours so i'll be watching yeah i mean i'm looking forward to see what happens and i guess it's really those are all the things that i wanted to ask i guess uh was there anything that you wanted to add that we didn't get a chance to get to i'm a little salty that i went out the round i did most times in an org the challenges don't play to my strengths as much as the ones that have come up in this game would have Logic uh-huh. puzzles, I think I would have been a contender for that. The memory challenge of like what happened before and what happened after, I would have been rock solid there. So like I, I feel was shocked like, at how quickly people were getting eliminated in that challenge. I was too. I was like, these are not that hard guys. But whatever. Like they've got much more to worry about because they're still trying to play a game. So of I don't course, want to yeah. judge them too hardly. Too hardly? Did I just say that? Hardly? Wow. It's okay. I've typoed a million times in this, so I am no one to judge. Students make fun of me all the time because I'm an English teacher and I say things like that. And they're like, what are you doing? Okay. And yeah, I also remember specifically right after Chris got voted out, you said that it felt pretty ominous that you were the only one on that bottom row or that middle row. 
and yeah, you were going to yeah, try to make it past that round for the sole reason that it'd be more effort for me to have to make a memory wall change. And and then the challenge was one that I definitely could have won had I not just decided to go to sleep. To be fair, Figgy went pretty hard in that endurance. She went hard, but like I feel like I started pretty strong. And if I had been able to oh, keep you that you, energy up You started more, earlier than she did. Yeah, and if I would have been able to keep that energy up and been like, okay, I'm just not going to get much sleep tonight, like I think I could have been in that conversation a little bit more. But at the end of the day, I was like, I'm too old for this. <laughs> Which is a crappy thing. Get say, your but, sleep. Yeah. I again, even having even having hosted the challenge, like, eh, if you didn't if, if you didn't feel particularly in danger, I mean, I guess for you it didn't really work out. But for people who, for everyone else in the game, as far as doing with endurance or not, if you don't do it, then like I'm not gonna think anything badly of you. Yeah, yeah. And like, and to be fair, I had reason to be, like all the signs leading up to that point told me that I would have been okay at seven. Right. Like I really thought Eliza was going to make that play. Well, we'll see if she gets the FTC and gets to explain to you as far as why she didn't. I mean, I'm a fan. Like, she could get my vote. There's nobody there who has no chance of getting my vote. And I always like asking good jury questions. So that'll be a fun thing to look forward to. Any speculation as far as if you think it'll be a final two or final three? Who asking me that makes me think it's a final two, but I had to assume final three up until this moment. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I figure I'd ask. Yeah, because you never know. Yeah. I mean, I, I had, like, put down plans that if it was going to be a final two, I would have screwed myself over if everything worked out according to plan. So let's hope it's a final three so I can have more faith in what I did. Okay. Well, I mean, that's reasonable. To be fair, they, everyone will find out exactly what it'll be if, at, at, right before the final four challenge. So, like, yeah. they'll they'll know what happens, final four challenge gets announced, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I hope, I hope the rest of the season is as entertaining as what came before because I think this was a really strong, like, Maybe not necessarily in terms of gameplay, but a really strong character cast. And it was a really <laughs> well-run game, and I'm happy to have been a part of it. All right. Well, I'm glad. And again, I appreciate all the kind words you had for me in the confessional and whatnot. So thank you very much for that. No problem. Once again, I feel like that's probably a good time to wrap it up. Uh, yeah. In Warriors, we asked you if you had an outro song that you liked, uh, that, you, oh. that you felt would represent your game. Do you want to give us a song here if you have one off the top of your head? Uh, I got a song that would fit the character of Rob pretty well. I mean, sounds good to me. A smoke two joints by Sublime. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see if that starts or, playing now or not. Yeah. Or, or go with whatever. I don't care. Okay. Well, with that, we're going to call it here. So thank you very much for playing. You're fantastic. As I mean, I expected when I cast you in the first place. I enjoyed it. It was fun. <laughs> well, well done. Thank you. But with that, we'll be seeing you guys in the next one. So talk to you later. Goodbye. <laughs>